The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The story is printed, written by the person himself that it happened to. His name is Abnassen Einfeld. He is the, I don't know if he still is, but he was, or still is, the, what we would call the administrator of the famous Kail Chazanish in Bnei Brak, where huge, huge Tamid Chachamim Gedeli Yisrael in Echos and in Kamos learned there. And he sets up the situation, the financial situation for the monthly Chaluka, for the monthly stipends. Once in Chastorida, again, 25 years ago, he was saying Halal Shmini Atzeres in the morning. As we know in Etzisrael, Shmini Atzeres and Simchastorida are the same day. There's only one day. And during the Halal of Shmini Atzeres slash Simchastorida, as he was saying the Pasuk, Yasser Yisrani Kohav, Lamovitz Loyne Sanani, that's what he writes, he started feeling tremendous, tremendous pain in one of his feet. The pain within the next short period of time, not days, not even hours, became immensely impossible to to hold out. Excruciating pain. He sat down, he told the Gaba, don't even consider to give me a hakofa today. I cannot dance, I cannot even walk, I can't trust myself with a sefer in my hands. He begged someone to please go out and find him in a chesed agency, a wheelchair. He should be able to sit in the wheelchair and at least appreciate the hakafas, the rest of the davening, obviously, from within the confines, from the wind, within the walls of the Besekhnesis that he was davening. The Yisurim got worse and worse. He was wheeled home in a wheelchair. He was put into his bed. Matur Yontif, he sent someone to call doctors, try to have a house call. It was impossible for him to get out even, to be driven to a doctor's office. He could not find, at that time, a doctor to make a house call. They did more work and they were able to get the next day an appointment with a doctor. Tishlapsach to the doctor's office. He had no choice, and in tremendous Yisurim, which he had no respite, no let-up, he was driven to the doctor's office with his last koiches. He made his way in, and the doctor examined him on the examination table. Back and forth and back and forth, he says, I don't know what this is. We need to take imaging. And they took imaging, and the doctor... Basically, after reading these images, gave him his worst fears. He said he has a terrible, terrible machla that's eating away, and that's the cause. And obviously, it's a very serious situation. It was terrible. He was sent home. Doctor prescribed some painkillers. Pinkillers were not helping. 
and he decided to reach out to the famous Melech Fira to ask him if he has any ideas for him. So Rabbi Fira told him, I will send you to a different doctor. They made an appointment and they went to another doctor. The other doctor checked them out, started laughing, and said, forget about the diagnosis that you were given. Like Dubim Vilayar doesn't start. There's no, there's no terrible illness in you. There's something wrong in your spine. And you will need injections for six weeks. And thereafter, up to a year of therapy. But you're not a dying person. You're not in danger of dying. So the simcha was tremendous. Obviously, the psur that he doesn't have a life-threatening condition. But for the next six weeks, so he asks the doctor, how long will the pain be? He says, six weeks. He says, what? He says, six weeks. This is what it is. This, this is what it should be. Listen, at least he's not dying. He's going to have to go through Gehenim. Yisurim. Yasa Yisrani Ko. Exactly when it started, during the hollow. But he's not dying. He continues and he writes. He came home. He was, a couple of days later, it was Thursday morning. He's Nebaius. But they're going shopping. We have to go shopping for Shabbos. So he tells them, no one is coming to visit me anyway now. If someone's going to knock on the door, I don't want to be bothered to try to go to the door, to open the door. Just please leave the house and lock it from the outside. I shouldn't be able to open it up from inside. This way I know someone comes, I don't feel bad. I could stay in my laying position, which is at least somewhat comforting, as opposed to getting up and whatever it takes. So he... He told her to do that. And she did. She locked the door from outside. And he had no key. If he wanted to get out, he could not get out. Because it wasn't negated to him. He's not getting out anyway. A little bit later, she's away from the house. The bell rings. And rings again. And rings again. And rings again. And he doesn't answer. He's not bothering. He can't. He's not capable. Then, banging, loud, loud banging with with a hand, with a fist, on the door, again and again and again. And he, ri- he realized there's something here that's not regular. And he should address this person who's at the door. Obviously something is, is important, something is not regular. So he screams out from his bed, Who's there? And through the door he hears the response, Shaya Epstein. He's the driver of Abraham Knievsky. And he tells him through the door that the Rav is here to visit you. To move back to Chayla. He says, the Rav is here to visit Yeah, he wants to come up. He wants to come up the steps. A lot of steps to the apartment where he lived. He wants to come visit you. Everything fell away, it was pain, whatever, he jumped out of bed, whatever pain he had, and he starts looking, maybe there is an extra, 
a duplicate of the key left somewhere in his pockets, in his jacket, in a drawer. He looks and he looks and he looks, forgets about his pain. He cannot find the key. So he says to the person at the door, he says, I'm so sorry. He says, I can't open up. I don't have the key. Okay. Two minutes later, the person comes up again, knocks at the door and says, the Rav wants to speak to you through the door, with the door closed, obviously. I told him the conversation we had. So the Rav said, how do you have the conversation if he can't open the door? He said, we did it through the door. So Abraham said, fine. So let me also be mevakechelem through the door. And the Rav is coming up. And when he gets up, the Shai Epstein says through the door, the Rav is here. This is an Einfeld. Got his way close to the door and he started with big, big pains and a pained voice and crying. I have tremendous Yisurim, I have tremendous Yisurim, I need a full Shalema. And Abraham says to him, Be'ez Hashem, you should have a refuah shalem, you should have a refuah shalem, and again and again. Sagazunt. And that was the end of the conversation. He knew that Abraham was outside, gonna be outside in a minute. He trudged in his Yisurim to the porch, where it's called Amir Peset, to see and he comes to the Mepeset, and Abchaim is leaving, and he's getting into the car, and he looks up, and he sees him, Abchaim says again, Refuah Shleimah! And Abchaim says, they left, and he turns around to go back, and he just doesn't believe what he's witnessing. The pain is gone. He's walking. And he says, one second. I was just in immeasurable, in unsustainable Yisurin. What happened? And again, is this true? And he walks more, and he walks more. There is no pain. He says, He was so besimcha, he started dancing. And dancing. <coughs> and dancing. And at that point, his Nebais came home and she unlocks the door and she sees him dancing. And she says, what? So as a joke, she, she asked him, who was here? He says, that's a joke. A doctor was here. A doctor with the Kayachatayre. She says, what? He says, I'm just joking. Abchaim Kanyevsky was just there. And he winched me on her for Shalema. They couldn't believe it. It was over. He calls up the Shai Epstein and tells him, you won't believe what happened. This is what happened. Shai Epstein went over to Abchaim and he told him to know the canoes. And Abchaim is an 
said, no, Chazal say, Al-Tehi Berchas Hetit Kalabeinacha. He was so humble. He was so humble. A few days later, Zedaz Neinfeld came personally to Reb Chaim. And he tells Reb Chaim, it's, it's, it's Neuve Oyim, what he was and what he is. And he thanked him and he thanked him. He was crying. And Reb Chaim tells him again in his humbleness, it's not a Moifes. The Gemara says, that when the Abish descends a sickness upon someone, there is a decree for how long it will be. At exact time, date and time that it will leave, the sickness will leave the person via what modality it will leave doctors, medicines, or whatever. He says, the time came just when I walked up the steps coincidentally. At that time was the time that had been that I should leave you. Total anivis. So this is one angle of the story on the tremendous anivis of Abchayim. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.